911, what's the nature of your emergency? Welcome back to the Tactical Living Podcast. I'm your host, Ashley Walton, and I am joined with a very special guest, Mr. Clint Walton. Baby, how are you? I'm excellent, and I'm back. Where have you been? Oh, we work opposite schedules now, so <laughs> I don't regularly get the chance to record anymore. I know. It's been a while. I know. For today, I thought we could talk about something that you and I were discussing a little bit ago, and that is the fact that Mike the Cop has decided to retire. So just sit back, relax, and enjoy today's content. Now, he had posted something online, I think it was like at the beginning of the week, I might be wrong, just kind of giving a teaser, like, hey, yes, I'm leaving law enforcement, stay tuned, I'll shoot a video and I'll explain why. And then he had posted a video, I believe last night, explaining the reasons why he's decided to leave law enforcement. And I felt really bad in his video because he's explaining all of the backlash that he's gotten after publicly stating that he's decided to leave law enforcement altogether. And something I didn't know was that he, for a while now, I think he said since 2014, has only been working as an officer part-time. So that right there, especially given the current state of everything that's happening, that says a lot. And I'm saying that because I know a lot of law enforcement officers who were near the age of retirement who have decided to retire early. Yeah, it's something that I think we're going to see a big wave of people retiring or just getting out of the profession, just given the frequent or the circumstances that have been occurring recently. It's, we don't feel that there's much public support, even though I think we're seeing a select number of people who are putting that word out there. And it's like that old saying, squeaky wheel gets the grease. And I'm going to pause you for a second because what you just said, and I can tell because you and I are face to face, you are having to be incredibly selective right now (laughs) in what you are saying. And that is the very nature, I think, and although Mike the Cop didn't speak on this, as to this huge stigma that exists with a police officer being able to voice their own opinions, their their own concerns, what's on their hearts, while everybody else is able to freely speak however they wish to do so. And with him stepping down from law enforcement, it gives him a completely different platform. And he made mention of what his future plans are in being able to essentially be the spokesperson of law enforcement, which I 100% commend him for doing that because any cop that we know, every cop, and I'm going to say like, there's a very small percentage of police officers that are like the bad guys, right? Although in the news, that's all that you see. They're all bad. Like, Clint, you're a piece of shit. Everybody hates you. Like, we joke (laughs) about it because if you are, if you talk to somebody, and I say that, like, talk to your neighbors, ask questions. That's what people need to be doing and get the fuck offline and actually see what's going on in the real world. Then you'll you'll see that the police officers all feel the same exact way 
as everybody else who's allowed to voice their opinions and concerns. And the only difference is that they can't speak up to the effect of their own voice. They don't have a voice. They're being hushed in so many ways. So with Mike the Cop deciding to step away, he is a stepping he's stepping away from, you know, putting on the badge every day, but being that he's created such a wide platform, it gives him the opportunity to sort of get into more of the political side of things. And I think it's really good because he has a huge following and and a lot of cops and firefighters and just military, just everyone follows him and, and he can be a good spokesperson for us as long as it's done in the right way. The hard part, I think... For me specifically, I was thinking of this as you were speaking is so often we're the voices of those who can't speak for themselves. And so I think in general, we we put ourselves in their shoes to speak for them. And we don't want to create a message of hate and we don't want to create that message of it's us versus them because it really isn't. We're there to protect every member of society, and we want to continue to do so. And I think us being almost restricted on what we can say, on how each of our own individual true feelings are, is good to a degree, but it also hurts us as a profession. Yeah, for sure. So when you're talking about you're the voice of the people, like the unspoken, who are you referring to? We'll say for the huge part of the population who needs our help. So deep down inside, you're saying like you could be that voice for the vast majority of people who all feel the same way. And yet you're just not allowed to speak out loud. Exactly. Yeah. It's a it's a double edged sword. Right. Mm -hmm. Because right now we have the media running amok. And let's be real. As you listen to this, that's all that they're doing. They're just playing playing a game with a completely different agenda than what's being made to see. And I've, I've had people, um, I've talked to in private who, you know, I want it's, it's, I, it's hard for me to even have these words come out of my mouth because the, it's like as a population, we're being told that you have to choose one side or another. So there are people that I've spoken to that are supporters of Black Lives Matter. And I want to make it very clear when I say Black Lives Matter, I'm talking about the quote movement, unquote. And if you go to the Black Lives Matter website, and perhaps you've seen this, perhaps you haven't, but you click on their website and we've tested it for ourselves. And when you click on that donate now button, it goes to a company called Act Blue which is a nonprofit company. I think I've recorded an episode about this already. And you click on that nonprofit company and you look at all of their expenditures and the whole entire thing is Bernie Sanders, Bernie Sanders, Bernie Sanders, like millions and millions of dollars. And so people who are so diehard Black Lives Matter, I'm talking about the organization, not the color of the skin, Black Lives, because it has nothing to do with that at all. All it is, is a political ploy, period. And it's so unfortunate. And I think that even stems deeper into the whole coronavirus and everything that's been going on in 2020 has led us to this point of let's raise money because the Democrats want to regain power because they've lost control. And that's fine. Like, I believe in a fair race, but to not make it fair and to 
to have so many so many things like this that are hidden to the public, it's creating such a fake persona of what it is that people think that they're standing up and fighting for. If I were an individual and I was going to go and support Black Lives Matter because I believe that it means that for some reason my money is going to go into the pockets of people who are actually going to make a change, and then I later found out that this didn't go to any such thing, I would be livid. And yet you're not hearing any of these people who have donated to this organization speak up on any upset. So that in itself shows you that you donate money falsely to a company who's not putting it in the pockets of the people that you think that you're putting forth some charitable money and and hoping that things are going to change in some way. And yet you don't get upset when you realize that this money is actually going to a political campaign instead. Like, what does that really say about an individual? Yeah, and... You, you look at these big dollar donators that are donating to these campaigns, these celebrities, these billionaires who are out there, they're, they normally donate to these political campaigns, but now it's almost a, a ploy for them to continue to donate to them, but not only that, to donate to that campaign, but to say, oh, well, I donated to help out the Black Lives Matter. And what a joke is that? Like, no, you didn't. And to somebody like me who is actually, you know, I am diligently researching to see what what is the truth going on here. And I just look at it as a big joke, like because then they go on their platforms and they publicize like I just donated a million dollars to BlackLivesMatter.com. Like, why don't you just say, I just donated a million dollars to the Bernie Sanders? And not to say, like, I don't care if you're a Democrat or Republican. I'm just I'm just holding the precedence here of the fact that it's all a joke. It's all this huge scandal. And I would venture to say we're on this like two every two month kind of kind of pattern here. So I would venture to say that the next big thing that's going to be happening in 2020 could possibly come in maybe August. We're a little bit worried about the 4th of July taking place. And if you've listened to this show for any length of time, you know that for me personally, this is a huge fight against us as American citizens. And I believe that the next thing that will take place will probably happen sometime in October, which incidentally is going to be like the perfect pathway for November come election time. Yeah, and I can very easily agree with you there because it seems that this year 2020 has just gone nowhere but down the drain and you know there's been some experts that have predicted civil unrest and whatever else there may be leading up into the year 2020 because it's I want to say 50 or 60 years past our big last civil unrest that we had in our country and it comes with in waves it always does and I where like you said, whoever you support in the election, if Trump wins again, you're gonna see it come back strong for the first year. They're gonna try targeting him, they're gonna try impeaching him. It's gonna be the cycle that we experienced four years ago, and step after step after step trying to get him out of office until the next election round comes up. And then historically speaking, you see a lot of Every eight years or so, you'll will go Republican, Democrat, Republican, Democrat, and and it always kind of flops back and forth because people seem to swing that way. And this year has just been so different on so many levels because of this political push that 
they're trying to do. I mean, this the coronavirus thing is just something that started it. That it was the snowball effect. Then the Black Lives Matter protests. And then I and like you said, I agree. I think something else will come in in August or to October, somewhere in that time frame. Yeah, and I'm not saying that I, I am wishing that, but I pay attention to just patterns and numbers, and I'm thinking that the president has, just like police officers, had no choice but to keep his mouth shut for such a long period of time. And with with the loud mouth that he is, I would imagine that it's been incredibly difficult for him. But he also is running for presidency once again. And that mouth can't stay shut in order for him to win the race. And I think that whether it's him coming out with some information that I think a lot of folks need to be made privy of or something non-related to him at all. I, I do believe that, you know, something more is coming. And I don't mean that in like, you know, the, the war is coming and the streets are going to continue to be lit on fire and things like that. I'm talking information, like facts that are going to be risen to the surface. And I mean, and the, the bottom line is we all need to just do our research. And I tell people every single day I've had to tell somebody when they ask me. And the number one thing that you can do to keep your cool, to keep your calm is to educate yourself and to fuel your energy with information, because that is the only way that you are going to get by a single day without feeling like you want to sock somebody in the face right mm-hmm. now. And I, I know what that's like. So I hope that Mike the cop is able to use his platform in a way that encourages not only law enforcement, but his goal is to also educate non-law enforcement on the truths. And I, I love that he said that because if you are not in this line of work, if you are not a first responder, you have no idea. Just like if you are not a black person, like I have no idea what it's like to be a black person because I myself am not black. Therefore, you're not going to see me out there on any platform talking about anything related to me knowing what it's like to be black. And yet every person out there seems to think that they're experts on um, being black, being white, being a cop, like when they're not. So bottom line, maybe you're driving to work right now. I hope you hold this on your heart and that the number one advice that you take away from this episode is to never take advice from anybody who has not done it themselves.